phase of the plan is complete. The destruction of the Time Lords will be achieved. Hello and welcome to another podcast from Big Finish Productions. Gentlemen, shut up. Uh, my name's... <laughs> so I got a slow hand clap from someone on my own podcast. Uh, zip it. No, I'm not going to say anything now. <laughs> well, I, I have David Richardson and Paul Sprague with me. No, you've done it again. I know, well, I, I said shut up. to introduce me. I, I, he was... I thought you weren't going to say anything. You him. said shut up, so let's see how good this podcast is if we do. Yeah, go on, off you go. You're you on just your spoke just then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big Finish Productions produced Doctor Who audio productions uh, along with Stargate and Highlander and Dark Shadows and Bernie Summerfield. I just think there might be some people who listen who don't. We assume people know more than they do. Some people, you know, I went to Indianapolis and there were 100,000 people at that Gen Con convention and they... Many of them didn't know about Big Finish, even though they loved Doctor Who, for example. Speaking of which, I keep getting asked if I'm going to Chicago TARDIS. Am I going to Chicago? Come on, whoever organises Chicago TARDIS, <laughs> pay for Paul Sprague to come along. He is literally a legend. Which and, means and a one way ticket exist. isn't that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'd even pay for it. Myself. Leave him in Chicago. Yeah, lovely. Nice city. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind that, actually. Actually, I have to tell you that even though it's called Chicago TARDIS, the convention is not in Chicago it's somewhere outside it it's a bit like saying come to London for a convention and then having the convention in Reading that's what it's like it's in a shopping centre there's a great uh, shop opposite called Target or Target as they like to call it <laughs> and it's and it's Black Friday which is where everyone goes mad and goes out it's like our equivalent of the New Year or Boxing Day sales I'm boring myself okay in this podcast we are going to be talking about something known as the special releases bundle and that is uh, something that we introduced months ago and we haven't spoken about nearly enough, actually, which is releasing a, a whole bundle of stories at really, really low prices. The stories are Dark Eyes by, from the Eighth Doctor. What else, David? Unit Dominion, um, which is a four... Well, it's a five-disc set. Uh, four discs are the story, and they're hour-long episodes, so it's massive, isn't it? It's, it is massive. As, as we said on the day, it's like making the invasion. It is. Except even more happens. And more happens. And um, we'll, more about that later. And um, there's two stories with the Sixth Doctor and Jago and Lightfoot. And there's also our adaptation, audio, audio adaptation of Love and War, the new adventure that introduces Bernice Summerfield. With the Seventh Doctor and Ace. Yeah. Um, and as Nick said, I mean, this is an experiment with pricing to see if it works. Um, if it doesn't, then, you know, well, we, we, we tried. Do, yeah, we tried. We tried. But what we're trying to do is trying to release stuff at such a low price and we're hoping that more and more people will will be tempted so that in future we'll be able to get the prices lower because one of the big criticisms we get is that uh, I mean we are a quality product and it takes a lot of money to make what we do but people do sometimes complain about the price point as as it's mm. called in the industry and so we're trying to do something about that but you know there are certain fixed costs in making full cast audio drama with an original score and loads of brilliant sound design. So the idea is that if you buy these products um, before they're released, when, when is the... The bundle expires at the end of October. 
um, and it's £65 for all those CDs. Um, so that's five discs in the Dark Eyes set, five in Unity Dominion, two J1 Lightfoots, two Love of Wars. How many is that? Quick maths, come on. Oh, I've stopped listening. Zillions. The Unity Dominion offer expires a month after release. Same for Love and War. Um, Dark Eyes is out in November, and again, that expires a month after release. And then the two J Go and Lightfoot special offers um, expire at the end of January. Um, so get going now. Let's yeah. just quickly. I mean, there's put- no excuse not to. J Go and Lightfoot, um, the Sixth Doctor, you can buy those two releases on download for a pound each. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. It's a bargain. So this could be the beginning of a new era for Big Finish. Yay! <laughs> so, okay, let's start with David. What should we start with? Unit Dominion. Yes. It's a very good choice, David. How did you come up with that? It's my my insistence on doing things chronologically. Okay, that's the first one that's out. Yeah. Um, which stars Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor? <clears throat> Alex McQueen. Tracy Childs. As the Doctor. As no, the Tracy do- Childs as Klein, Elizabeth Klein. Who's a Doctor? Beth Chalmers as Rain. Rain. Who's not a doctor. Who's not no. a doctor. And also a very little bit of Sophie Aldred as Ace. That's right. Uh, I think up. it's her little toe that appears. Yes. <laughs> Just a very little bit of her. That'd be very good on audio. It was her birthday the other day. Oh no. Yeah. Did you get that? Day. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh. It was David's birthday the other day. You didn't notice that either, did you? No, <laughs> no that's true. I don't take any notice. Mm. I, yeah. I was sent a text by her husband. Were you sent that? No. Oh. Her husband sent texts from her phone saying, text Sophie tomorrow to say it's her birthday. To say happy birthday. I bet you didn't, did you? I did, actually, but clearly I must have got the text in the wrong time zone because I I texted her on the wrong day, I think. (laughs) It's rubbish. I said, happy 21st, Sophie. Uh, Oh, you are a smoothie. So, yes, you need to minute. I mean, you've been very involved in that, haven't you? You co-wrote it and directed it and script-edited it and, blimey, everything did. Yes. Well, I'm listening to the uh, post-production now, which hopefully will be finished in time if Martin Johnson gets his finger out. Um, And it's sounding fantastic. It was it was brilliant to work on. Um, It was one of those projects that was around for a very long time. Uh, It... uh, after you, David, came up with the idea for doing it, I said I definitely wanted to write it. And then uh, my schedule was such that you said you don't have time to write it, you've got to get someone else to write it. So we got Jason Arnop on board, who took my storyline, did stuff with it, brilliant stuff, came up with uh, a script, and then suddenly I had much more time to work on it, and so I worked on that script as well. And um, we've so it's kind of like half and half, really, the way it's been written now. Yeah. And... Um, and just working on it in the studio was amazing. The Alex McQueen oh. is just a, f- a force of nature. He's nothing like the characters he plays on Taylor Easy. No, no, he's, he's, he's so not that yeah. person in the thick of it at all. No, no, he, he's he's an incredible character, and he has done an incredible character playing the other Doctor in this. Mm. Um, did you did you hear that bit on the extras where he was saying that? It's one of the, this was one of the best roles he's ever played. Yes, I did. It's yes, I did. Which was yeah, he, he said that, and it's I, well, it is. Uh, I think we've we've served him well, and uh, Tracy Childs as Klein, amazing. She's lovely to work with, uh, and I think it all went off rather well. Uh, it's difficult to know. I don't have all the finished edits in, but uh, let's let's find something to give you a little taster. 
of Unit Dominion. Hello, you're watching a special live emergency broadcast on all channels. We're covering an extraordinary occurrence in London. They're calling it a UFO. Do you understand me? Do you speak our language? Yes! My failure to listen to future me may have plucked a vital strand from the web of time. What you're saying is meant to be impossibly confusing, isn't it? Hello, you! I must rest that we mean you no harm. Open fire! You know something, Doctor, don't you? Something you're not telling me. I assure you, the knowledge I've accumulated over all my lifetime... I mean specific to this situation. Don't attempt to toy with me, Doctor. If you don't start yielding information, you're as useless to me as your former self. The Umbrella Man standing on the sidelines, watching without helping. <laughs> Have you ever considered getting some sort of therapy about that, Elizabeth? I can see you've been rather traumatised by these odd encounters with the Umbrella Man. How did that node thing get here? What's its connection to the mind leeches and these flying head things? I assure you, Elizabeth, I am as anxious as you are to find out what's going on. That's why I need to get that node into the TARDIS and analyse it. You liked uh, Tracy Child so much, you got her back almost immediately, didn't I you? did. We, we got her in a Sherlock Holmes called The Adventure of the Perfidious Mariner, which is still available, folks. Yes, which is uh, a Sherlock Holmes adventure with me as Sherlock Holmes, um, featuring a lot of the Titanic. They're not on board the Titanic, but it's all connected with the Titanic. Mm. Uh, written by the brilliant Jonathan Barnes. And also featuring Michael Maloney, who plays J. Bruce Ismay, the owner of the White Star Line, yeah, who built the Titanic. Which neatly brings us right to you plugging your play. <laughs> <laughs> what play? Oh, my tour. I'm going on tour playing Charlotte Holmes. Anyway, enough of that. Um, <laughs> who wants to know about that? Everyone. Just turn up at the theatre. People, people yeah. want to stand outside the door and get your autograph and everything. Well, yeah. I'd just rather they came to see the play, frankly. Well, you can't have everything. Okay, so what else? Well, also out in October, we've got, we've got two of these bundle releases, special releases out in October. We've also got Love and War. Um... Travelling back in time, back into the 1990s, um, Virgin did a range of Doctor Who books called The New Adventures. Um, they were the first Doctor Who original fiction in print that there had ever been. Um, Stories too broad and too deep for the small screen. That's the one. Um, and Paul Cornell was charged with introducing a new character by the name of Professor Bernie Summerfield. Never heard of her. No, uh, uh, that'll never last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Love and War was, I don't know if you've read it, I think, I think it's a smashing book, a really good, solid, bold Doctor Who story. Um, does really interesting things with the character of Ace. Um, the villains in it are the Houthi. What were they in, mentioned in? Oh, the, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian of Morbius. The Brian of Morbius. <laughs> Yes, that is strange dyslexic the speech moment there. of the Hutai. Yes, um, yeah. So they're, they're the villains in it, and Lisa plays Bernice in her first ever appearance. Um, Jacqueline Rayner has done the adaptation, and it's very faithful to Paul's original book. Um, and we've got to get I'm in it as well. <sighs> I know. It was all going so well until you I mentioned know, that. I, I'm only in it for a very small bit, but I think I am one of the first speaking parts I thought you were going to say, I think I am I one of the best things in, in it. <laughs> I was dragged in to play a vicar. Oh. 
Napier style. Right, yeah. let's have a listen. You know, it's funny. I've had a lot of adventures over the years. Been to a lot of places, done a lot of things. Some you probably know about. Others you probably don't. But I don't think I've ever explained how it all started. I used to be an archaeologist back in the day. Fake my qualifications. Not that I really talk about that much. But when the rest of the world was battling Daleks, I was unearthing ancient, crumbling artefacts, digging up pots and coins, and, oh, I loved it. Then one day, something changed. I was working with a team of mine, excavating this great old arch on a planet called... Heaven. What, really? We're on the edge of empire between human and draconian space. Heaven is host to farmers, the library, archaeologists. Archaeologists? That's what I was doing there. Digging up an ancient arch. And that's where I met the Doctor. Or rather, where he met me. I'm the Doctor. I'm the Professor. And I'm very busy, so if you don't mind, I will... Yes. You need a sonic screwdriver. Ah, well, you know how to take all the fun out of archaeology, don't you? He said he travelled the universe in a police box that was bigger on the inside than the outside. The TARDIS, he called it. He had a friend of his with him, too. Hi, I'm Ace. She seemed nice from what I could see. She came from the 20th century, filled me in on a few crucial details. Not someone you'd want to mess with. Then things started to change. She met a boy. The lad from the marketplace? They fell in love. Maybe I can come with you. You should take me away in your ship and teach me about Allegro's and service stations and L-plates. And then the dead rose up. The fields of heaven are thick with meat, Time Lord. Meat we can use. People died. I mean, lots of people. Everybody made sacrifices. Ace! Leave me alone! I can't! I won't! Let go of me! There was never going to be a happy ending. The Doctor was always going to lose the best friend he could ever have hoped to have. But then he found a new one. Someone different. Someone he wouldn't manipulate, not ever. That's me, by the way. This is the story of that very first adventure. The story of how I met the Doctor. A story of life and death. Choices. Regrets. A tale of love and war. I've got two two things that I enjoyed immensely about Love and War. Firstly, the fact that we're still doing a reversible cover for it, except this cover reverses and can be a Bernie Summerfield cover. So you can choose which era of the show that it fits in with. That's exciting. Yes, it and, is. And also, I particularly liked that uh, David sent me the centre spread and asked, what are you doing on that alien planet, Sprague, when he said that. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yes, cause So there's that's a very... something to look forward to when you see that in print. I saw my point, though, didn't you? I said. That's it. <laughs> More bullying in the world. <sighs> Still, we're all looking forward to that. <laughs> the hoot tie was even doing that sort of wibble wobble that Sprague does when he laughs at his own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I brought that up now. Yeah. <laughs> November. That'd be Dark Eyes. Dark Eyes. Yeah. Uh, we played a trailer in the last. Um, Podcast. What are you doing? And uh, <laughs> I'm dying from heat and, exhaustion. And more in this importantly, office. why? Oh. Let's let's have a clip from Dark Eyes. 
I'm alive. How did that happen? Molly. Molly? Molly, you all right? Molly! Doctor, did we crash? Yes, we did. And it's something of a miracle we survived. Mind you, we won't if we stick around here much longer. Here, grab my arm. Right, quick, run! Still got my penny whistle. Uh, yeah, here it is. Will I press the button again? Yes. That noise. We heard that before when the train. What is it? Daleks. Of course, Daleks. It's beyond exciting, frankly. I'm very... I'm in that. No, you're not. I am. You're not in Dark. Oh, yeah. Are you one of the crowd? Did you come in and be yeah, in the crowd? Yeah, I came scene? in and did some wild tracking with what, what, you. What? Lot. What? 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 what we, did we were you... doing dead soldiers and all manner of oh, things. dead soldiers. Dead, that'd be, dead that'd be a really noisy. Yeah, so I mean, how big finishes professional standards plummeted <laughs> this autumn? You were a bit of cannon fodder, weren't yes. you? And the, because there's a the first episode of Dark Eyes, the first disc is called The Great War, and funnily enough, it is set during the First World War. So there's an awful lot of yes. Yeah, and, and I didn't realise how difficult it was doing wild tracks. It was a bit disconcerting standing there while you lot were acting your little socks off, and I was stood there going, "What? People are actually doing stuff. What am I supposed to do?" I thought oh. I just had to come and go erg a bit, but now people are acting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has to sound real, you know, yeah. because Molly O'Sullivan is a voluntary AIDS worker with the in the First World War, one of the nurses there, so voluntary aid division. So yes, Sorry. you'll be able to spot me on the wild track by being the one who's not doing much acting. Well, they probably just faded you out if you were rubbish. <laughs> yeah, as long as you do a bit of coughing, that's that's always good. Oh I yeah, always I, find did, I did some good. coughing. Yeah, that always establishes the presence of another human being. <coughs> a bit of that, you see, you believed it. Yeah. How, did, how did you find sort of working in the box set format? With oh, oh, very exciting! I really liked it. Um, yeah, I, I took to it quite well without. I suppose necessity is the mother of invention and we decided they'd be that kind of release. I really felt with both of them that I was writing, even though I was co-writing with uh, UNIT, but writing one long story, mm. really. Mm. Even though each, especially with Dark Eyes, each section has, uh, each episode has a very distinct storyline it's following. It is still the same story going through. That sounds self-contradicting, but I guess it is in a way. I mean, the bizarre thing about Dark Eyes, even though it's a huge epic story, it really is a character piece between the Eighth Doctor and Molly. It's mm. it's mainly about them. I just wanted to experiment. My my idea in writing it was to write a whole era of Doctor Who in one story to go through. So they go all over the place. All sorts of things happen. There's an underlying plot strand driving it through. But they, um, it's about them. And yeah. And is it the only time in the history of Big Finish? where one of the doctors has turned up and worn their costume. <laughs> I suppose it is if you count Paul McGann wearing his, his new costume, which, uh, yes. Because we did that huge... The, Alex did an amazing photo shoot with him, he didn't did, he? He did, and it was Paul's idea. He really wanted to, to do it. So as, as, as many of you probably know, Paul has been a little reluctant in the past to pose for photographs. And I certainly have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I get what you're saying. There. Yeah. Well, oh, Paul McGann. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Remarkably, I was talking about this Eighth Doctor story and, and not referring to you. I'm Should we talk about you a bit appalled. more, Paul Sprague? Would that make you a bit happier? Well, I don't know. Are you going to hit me again at the end of it? 
Would you like to go to Chicago now? <laughs> In the TARDIS. So, Paul McGann, yes. yes. Oh, they're lovely photos. I love that box. Okay. Well, see, I think Alex has done some amazing work because the unit Dominion cover is amazing. Yeah, the dark and all the stuff covers. inside as well, all yeah. the characters he's done. And the Dark Eye stuff is amazing. Mm. And, and got the, the Voyage to Venus and Voice to the New World. Yes. Especially, yeah. especially Voice to Venus. That just looks, looks extraordinary. I have no idea what he used to put all that together. It's amazing. He used magic. I think. He should we, should we go on to talk about those two? Yeah, Voyage to Venus and Voyage to the New World. Um, they, they had a very strange development process, actually, because quite quick. No, actually, very slow. Oh. Um, because oh, originally, I, yes. do you remember the original discussion was Voyage to Venus was going to be the subscriber freebie for this year, it wasn't was, it? Wasn't it? Yes. Um, and it, it all started when we were doing the fourth series of Jago and Lightfoot. Um, Justin had had this scene where. The Sixth Doctor offers Jago and Lightfoot a trip in the TARDIS. And he'd had this scene and he had them saying, oh, thanks very much, no, and they, they went away and they went their separate ways. And I just thought, gosh, how exciting would it be, actually, if they stepped in the TARDIS? Yeah. And they, they just went off on maybe a couple of adventures um, and didn't become long-lasting companions, but at least they'd been through time and space. Yeah. Um, and Justin said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then I went through this awful period of despair where I thought, people might hate it. They might feel as though we'd broken what was Jago and Lightfoot as a series, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah, I can... Well, very, we've, we've it sounds great, though. You know, good, good. We've, we've gone to great pains, actually, in the next series to make sure it doesn't happen and it just quickly re-establishes the status quo. But for now, um, we've got two stories of Jago and Lightfoot going off. One, The first one, obviously, they go to, to Venus. Um, it being called... Voyage to Venus... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that was the giveaway. The brief to Johnny. It could was, have been ironic or something. The, the brief to Johnny was to do a real sort of steampunk outer spacey Jules Verne type story, and that's what it is. It's just a splendid outer space old-fashioned romp. And then, and it's and got then, Julia Aubrey and Hugh Ross. Julia Aubrey is a fantastic female villain, and Hugh Ross. You you'll know you would never recognise Hugh. I mean, Hugh, bless him, loves Big Finish so much. He just asked to come in at any opportunity so I got him in to play a little monster uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he was happy this. he came in for lunch and did his voice and then went off again is he this rhino thing on the cover no <laughs> um, <laughs> his name would be Neil Rhino Neil <laughs> uh, and Voyage to the New World is um, is set sorry. during the colonisation of America uh, when the colonists are Facing some very strange, ghostly children appearing. Uh, Matthew Sweet has written that story, and it's a complete contrast in terms of mood. It's Matthew does sort of weird ethereal stuff very it well. Certainly does. Yes. Um, unless this is another weird ethereal story, but gets to the heart of the three main characters. Now, what are we going to do clips-wise? Well, I, I do have the whole music editor of Voyage to Venus, so we we won't play all of it. Because <laughs> that'd be ridiculous, but we are virtually giving it away anyway. So. Yes, that's true. Yes, it's only now is the time to start. <laughs> yeah, it's only a quid to download. Have, let's have a tasty clip. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. It really is the most extraordinary craft, Doctor. You'll have to explain how it's done. Damn sight more sophisticated than Pepper's ghost, I'll warrant. Oh, it isn't a trick, Henry. Mirrors, I suspect, Professor. Now then, where would you like to go? When would you like to go? The universe is our oyster. Well, it, um, it, it won't be too choppy, will it? Choppy? 
I think Henry is afraid of motion sickness. Well, I assume we should have to strap ourselves in. Safety harnesses, that sort of thing. I'll have you know that travelling the TARDIS is as smooth as a slide down the frictionless slopes of Mount Shear on an anti-Newtonian skateboard. A transport of delight. I dare say you're right, Doctor. Oh, no offence, I'm sure. None taken. Now then, my friends, hold on tight. What? No, metaphorically. Hold on tight to your minds. Not really, Doctor. Will this take long? We're nearly there. You're looking a bit green, Henry. Hold on at all, Doctor. Just enjoying this transport of delight. Well, make the most of it, because we're about to laugh. And what? Not a moment too soon. That's when it really gets exciting. Colin Baker, Trevor Baxter and Christopher Benjamin, I mean... For a quid. Yeah, what a, what a team. So there is your big bundle. There's your bundle of 14 discs. Yeah, go and check it out, bigfinish.com. If you I like that it's taking you this long to add up the number of discs. I know, I know. I'll get my calculator out as well. <laughs> bigfinish.com, go and order them. Yeah, great. Okay. Well, should we just finish off with a, a, a really good email from a listener? Oh, a really good email. Oh, blimey, this will take me hours to find. Hello there, this isn't an inquiry as such. It's just a quick note to say that I think Big Finish does a fantastic job, says Peter Jones. I assume that's not the entrepreneur from Dragon's Den. I'm assuming it is. (laughs) I've recently got an account with Big Finish. Oh, it probably is. Primarily for the Doctor (laughs) Who ranges, although I'm looking forward to exploring your other products. I'd heard some of the audio dramas on... Thank you. I'd heard some of the audio dramas on 4 Extra, or BBC7 as was, but I'd never realised how many hundreds of plays and audiobooks you've produced. The standard is so high and every Doctor Who story is gripping. I particularly appreciate hearing classic Doctors again. Colin Baker was a particular favourite of mine back in the day, and it's great to hear the sixth Doctor and Perry reincarnated as it were. I've enjoyed the new TV Doctor Who seasons, but I'm a sucker for nostalgia, and these audio dramas bring back so many good memories and create great new ones. It's also brilliant news that the fourth Doctor has come back, and I look forward to listening to more of his stories. Also, I'm a great admirer of Mr. Briggs. I think, uh, oh, I please, think that's no, you. No, please. His amazing no. contributions, along with all the people <laughs> at Big Finish. That, that's us, all the people. That's us, David. Yeah, we're some of the people. Okay. Have created <laughs> time, and will though. continue to create something very special. I'm totally blind. Although I get a lot out of TV, it's great to know that in such a visual world, all these audio dramas are being created and we can make the pictures ourselves. So many thanks to all at Big Finish. Long may you continue. I'm not sure who this email will go to, but I'm going to put a link to a daft little Doctor Who sketch I recorded the other day. I hope it amuses somebody. Just in doing my little sketch, it made me think again just how much hard work Big Finish do. Oh, and I apologise in advance for my Tom Baker impression. Thank you again. We've got the sketch. Well, I can. It, it's a downloadable MP3, so we'll have you, a listen to if that. If you wanted thank to you. listen to it, then it's there. Okay, thank you. Right. Well, I think that's it for this podcast. Yeah, it is. No one's speaking. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. And just to remind you that on Friday, the 31st of August, that's, well, pretty much the end of this week, available at bigfinish.com, 
there'll be a brand new, exciting trailer for the Eighth Doctor story, Dark Eyes. That's the Eighth Doctor box set featuring his new companion, Molly O'Sullivan, as played by Ruth Bradley. Don't miss it. Friday the 31st of August. I'd better go make this trailer now. Bye.